0: All right, hello residents. My name is Zach Olson. I'm joined today by Mike Estefan, and thank you for downloading this month's episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. I'm currently holding a small child, so if you hear noises, that would be my baby breathing. Anyways, this is EM Clerkship's secret residency curriculum. Advanced content designed to test graduates of EM Clerkship. And today is round number five of the game. Mike will need to perform today's case in real ABEM oral boards format, 15 minutes to complete the full case. He does not know what the case is ahead of time. I'm going to text him EKG images and x-ray images during the recording and ask him to interpret. And if it turns out to be a super interesting image or EKG, I'll post it online. If Mike hits all of the critical actions that I've already listed out beforehand, he wins. And if he doesn't, or if he performs a dangerous action, I win. These cases were created by me. They are not actual ABEM cases that I've had. They are certainly not real patients. We're going to get right into it this month. That way, if you're just tuning in for the case, you don't have to wait very long. And if you want to stick around for some discussion about EM at the end, that kind of stuff, you'll have that option as well. So let's get going. Shh, quiet. Quiet, baby. Okay, this is going to be good. All right. I'm going to move the mic a little closer to my face here. All right. Mike, I'm believing in you this week. Are you ready, though? Because I'm going to need you. This is a totally passable case, but you need to have perfect technique. So are you focused and ready to go? I am ready to go. Let's do this. So let's get going. Mike. Take out a piece of paper and a pencil. Place the paper sideways in front of you and outline a human body on the left side of it. Look on the ABEM website to see how this drawing is going to look on your test day. It'll be pre-drawn for you. Let me know when you're ready with that. I pre-drew it, so I am ready. All right. Dr. Estefan, this is going to be a single patient encounter. You will have 15 minutes to complete this case. Before we begin, do you have any questions? Is it ever not a single patient encounter? That is a great question, and the answer is yes. You will have, oh, God. unless something changes, you will have triples. And so uh, you'll have, I believe, two triples on test day, and you have 30 minutes. Is Double check that. But off the top of my head, I think that's how it went. Two triples that are 30 minutes each. Nice. Okay. All right.
1: Yes, yeah, so I am ready. I'm ready for the single patient encounter.
0: Yeah, you you didn't know that? Because I was going to surprise you with that one day. I was going to surprise you and be like, all right, this is going to be a triple patient encounter. (laughs) But today is just a single patient. Okay. All right. right. Focus, Mike. Before they begin, they're going to have you take a look on the computer screen and confirm the candidate identification there and click agree. All right, I'm ready. All right, let's begin. Mike, Dr. Estefan. You are working at Abem Community Hospital when the nurse asks you to come and see Mr. Sampson. He is a 70-year-old male who had a fall at home and he hit the back of his head. All that he had, all that we had in the hospital was like a hall bed, so he's in a hall bed right now, but the nurse wants to know if you want to call a trauma alert because he's GCS 14 for confusion and he's on an aspirin. Um You know what? Why not? Why Why
1: not? We'll call a trauma alert on this right. guy.
0: So you call a trauma alert. He's taken into the trauma bay, and the entire trauma team and nursing staff shows up.
1: Okay. What? How, how does it work at this hospital? Am I doing the primary and secondary, or is it the trauma team? You're doing everything. Okay, great. All right. Sir, can you tell me your name?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm Sam. Miss, I'm Sam okay. Sampson.
1: Sam Samson. Okay, airway intact. Does he have breath sounds bilaterally?
0: Yes. How are his distal and central pulses? Um, he has uh, two plus pulses. His heart rate is 115. Oh, right. Um, and can I get a set of vitals? Sure. Heart rate 115. Respiratory rate is 18. Blood pressure is 110 over 75. And his O2 saturation is 99%.
1: Okay, and do we have access on him right now?
0: Um, what would you like?
1: Uh, you know what? It's a trauma activation. We'll go two 18s, two large-bore IVs. Um, we Can I also get a point of care glucose um, and an EKG rolling
0: while we do this uh, primary and secondary survey? All right. So the nurse has been able to start the two 18-gauge IVs. They are beautiful. The EKG is en route via text message, and the fingerstick blood glucose is 181. Great,
1: great. Um, okay, so I'm going to continue on with my survey. Um, is the patient able to follow commands? If I ask him to squeeze my hand, can he do it? Yes. Okay, great. And are his eyes open? Yes. Spontaneously, okay. Um, so it sounds like... Um, GCS, maybe 15 now. Um, he was able to tell me his name. He could follow commands, open eyes spontaneously. Okay. Um, can we start undressing him? Uh, is he in a C collar right now? No, he's not
0: in a C collar. He's fully clothed. Can we, can we put him in a C collar and then start undressing him? Okay. So he is undressed and he is in a C collar. Great. Um,
1: so can I get a couple people nearby so we could log roll this guy? Sure. Okay, someone holding C spine. Yep. Okay. Great. All right. So we log roll on the C spine holders count. Do I feel any? Is there any tenderness to palpation down his spine? No. Are there any step offs? No. How's the rectal tone? Normal. Great. Okay, we can roll him back. Um, and he's fully naked at this point. Yes. Okay. Is there any obvious bleeding? Any obvious. Bruising,
0: anything just on initial survey? He has a large hematoma on his posterior scalp. He is kind of maybe a little sleepy, but arousable, just a little confused, but he can kind of track with you.
1: Very quickly, I'm just going to kind of press all over his body. Um, Any chest wall tenderness to palpation? No. Any rib tenderness to palpation? No. No. Is the pelvis stable?
0: Yes. How is his belly? Normal. If I press? Soft, non-tender, non-distended. Okay. How about his extremities? Um, There's no maybe a scattered abrasion, no focal tenderness, no deformities, no dislocations. Neurovascularly intact. Okay. And his axilla and perineum? Uh, What would you like to know? All Are there any signs of injury, any bleeding, anything that we didn't see? Um, his axilla are normal. His perineum has erythema with crepitus with pain of the scrotum and some ecchymosis. And can I get a repeat set of vitals? His, where'd they go? Heart rate is 115. His respiratory rate is 18. His blood pressure is 110 over 75. His O2 saturation is 99%. Great. Um... Okay. Does this guy have... Is he still awake? Is he still
1: talking to me? Yeah, he's a little bit confused, but he's talking. Okay. Uh, sir, before
0: we bring you back to the cat scanner, can you can you tell me what happened? Oh, man. I uh, guess I fell. I don't know. I just haven't been feeling very good. Okay. What do you mean you haven't been feeling very good? I just felt kind of sick. Okay. Like, Lightheaded? Yeah, just like like I got like I'm just sick. I don't know. Like I got I'm just achy and I just haven't felt good the last couple of days. Have you had fevers? Uh, I f- like I feel like it. I don't have a thermometer, but I've felt warm and cold and chills and rigors that chatter my teeth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Um, a- any anything else out of the usual for you the last couple of days? Any pain when you sit down? Anything like that? I don't know, kind of. I just hurt all over. Okay. Any burning when you pee? No. Are you having any chest pain right now? No. Any trouble breathing? No. Okay. Uh, Any belly pain? No. All right. Uh, Are you allergic to any medications? I am not allergic to anything. Okay. Are you taking any medications on a daily basis?
0: Yeah, I'm taking gliburide, metoprolol, atorvastatin. I'm taking an 81 milligram aspirin, citalopram, and pentoprazole. Okay. Um, do you have any medical problems? Yeah, I have diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. I have some reflux and depression. What was the last time you ate? Yes, uh, earlier today. I don't know. I haven't really had a great appetite. Some crackers. All right. All right. We're gonna take care of you, sir. Okay. We're
1: gonna draw some blood and uh, send you to the the CT scanner. Okay. Sure. All right. Um, so I'm talking to the nurse, putting in orders. Um, as far as imaging goes, I want to get a head CT non-con. I want to get a, a non-con C-spine. I want to get a chest, abdomen, and pelvis. Um, and specifically, I want to make sure, and I want to protocol this with the radiologist, that the, the pelvis goes um, sufficiently inferior enough to cover his uh, his perineal... Whatever I saw, erythema, crepidus, ecchymosis. Okay. Okay. Um, and then lab-wise, um, I would like a CBC, a uh, CMP, a lactate. Um, actually, screw
0: Screwed the lactate. Uh, we'll we'll just get a VBG. All right. Um, the lactate the- is screwed. We are obtaining a VBG. The, the lactate is in the VBG at this hospital, right? Sure. No? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Great.
1: Great. Um, and then uh, we'll get a PT, pt inr We'll get a type and screen for this guy. We'll do uh, alcohol level, UTOX. Um, and we'll do a urinalysis as well. Um, I looked at the, actually I should look a little more deeply into the EKG, but can we get this guy rolling off to CT in the meanwhile? Sure. Actually, it... b- before he goes, um, is his scalp hematoma actively bleeding?
0: Uh, no, it's just there. Okay, no, it's not
1: expanding? It's not expanding. It's not, like, pulsatile, no, no hard signs of vascular injury? No. Okay, great. <laughs> All right, uh, we, we can send
0: them to uh, CT. Um, All right. They had a couple other traumas, so it'll be 30 minutes.
1: Okay, that's fine. Um, in the meanwhile, I am going to call, um, at the very least, acute care surgery or general surgery. Um, and I'm also going to call, I guess, neurosurgery at this point point. Although normally I would like to have the head
0: CT back before doing that. Okay. Um, let's see. All right. So they will call you back.
1: Okay. Um, and we, we can actually just start this. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I would also like blood cultures on this dude. Sure. Um, and once Sent. those are drawn, we can just start them on bank. Zosin. Um, uh, uh no history of heart failure. Correct. Correct. All right, uh, we can give him a liter bolus. Okay. Fluids are going. Um, just looking at his EKG really quickly. Let's see. It appears regular. There is a P before every QRS. PR is not prolonged. I do not see any T wave inversion. Um his EKG looks pretty good. All right.
0: Family's in the quiet room.
1: Okay. Can I go
0: talk to them? Sure. All right. Hi family. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's, so any updates? I heard he's pretty yeah, sick. Yeah, so 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 what do you guys know? Well, he lives alone. He hasn't been feeling well a couple days and he just kind of said he was feeling sick um today we were coming over to visit and we saw that he had like apparently like fallen on the ground he was kind of up against the dresser um it, hit, it looked like he had hit like the back of his head and we couldn't really get him up because he was just confused so we called 9 one
1: okay okay yeah so he he has a pretty significant uh, uh wound on the back of his head which i'm sure you guys are aware of right
0: yeah it was massive
1: yeah, so so we're gonna we're gonna make sure that that doesn't continue to bleed because um, wounds back there can actually bleed quite a bit. Okay. Um, but it's not actively bleeding right now, so we're we're not super concerned about that. But um, the reason he may have fallen um, was he he might have an infection, um, kind of in his lower leg or his genital area. Um, What? Is that like
0: a, is that like a UTI?
1: No, no, it's a skin infection. Um, the thing, what I'm actually concerned for, they call it Fournier's gangrene, um, which is a very severe infection that goes deep into the kind of rectal anal area, um, and can uh, cause a lot of issues. And I'm concerned that he, he might've actually spilled some of this infection into his bloodstream and, Uh, that is why he's a little confused, but at this time we don't, we don't have a CAT scan of his head yet, so I'm not sure if it's from the infection or if he might have some kind of bleed going on in his head from the fall. Um, we're waiting on the imaging at this point, but he's almost certainly coming into the hospital.
0: The nurse comes and grabs you and wants you to take a look at the CT scan and I'll just verbally tell you these, um... The CT of his head and C-spine is normal, but there's gas in his perineum, otherwise normal okay. CTs.
1: So that's exactly what I was expecting to see. So we will call surgery All at right. this point. At least that's what we would do at my hospital, I think.
0: They said they're coming on, on their way down. The patient's getting more confused. Um, and your blood work's starting to come back.
1: Okay. Can I get another, a
0: repeat set of vitals, and how is the patient getting more confused? Um, He's just sleepier. His um, heart rate is 130. His respiratory rate is 22. His blood pressure is now 85 over 50. And his O2 saturation is 90%.
1: Okay. Uh, Can we throw a non-rebreather on this guy? Sure. At like 15 liters. Um, Also, um, at this point, I would like to uh, reexamine his head. Is that hematoma stable? It's stable. Okay, um, all right. We can give him another liter bolus. I'm also gonna call the blood bank and just get two units of O positive down here,
0: unless we have that in the bay. They have it. We got some blood work back too. Okay, what's what's my blood work? Um, so let's see. On your CBC, he's got a white blood cell count of twenty-seven thousand. His hemoglobin is ten. His uh, CMP shows a sodium of 130. We already talked about the glucose. Um, Everything else was... uh, His creatinine was 2, sorry. Um, His VBG shows a metabolic acidosis. He has a lactate of 4.6. And let's see, the COAG's normal, alcohol negative, urinalysis negative, um, urine tox negative blood cultures will be back in a couple days. Cool. Okay. How much does this guy weigh? Um, he weighs 70 kilos. 70. Okay. And we got that second liter running. Yeah. How much would you
1: like total for fluids? Uh, so I guess it would be like 2 liters for now is fine. Okay. All right, cuz 30
0: cc's per kg. Sure. So about 2 liters yeah twenty one hundred okay. if you want to be exact. all right, twenty one hundred it is. okay.
1: Um I'll hold off on the blood for now, okay, but
0: I would like it down here. Um, sir, do you know where you are right now? Oh, man, I feel sick. I'm at I'm am I in heaven? Am I going to heaven?
1: <laughs> no <laughs> You're staying
0: here in the hospital, okay. okay, so can you tell good. me can you tell me your name? Um. Yeah, my name is Sam Sampson. Okay. Samuel. And can you, t- can you Samuel tell me Samson, what third? month it is? Uh, it is November first. Great.
1: Okay. Can we can we check his uh, blood glucose
0: again? With an yeah, his blood glucose uh, is one eighty two. Great. Okay.
1: Um hmm. Well while we wait for the surgery team, could we um
0: is his scalp hematoma like dressed at all? Yeah, the nurse put some bandaging on there. It looks good. Okay. It's starting to like it's a, starting to heal. It's actually starting to heal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's good. Okay. Um blood pressure is still low, Nurses said. Um blood pressure is eighty over forty-five. 80, oh, oh, man.
1: Okay, and there was nothing on CT?
0: Nothing, just for the gas and the perineum. Everything else was normal.
1: I'm very hesitant to pull the trigger on pressors just because I don't know what I'm doing. But...
0: Um, you do have a pharmacist we... available.
1: Yeah, can I, can I call the pharmacist for sure. uh, dosing norepi?
0: Sure. Um, so they're going to help you dose the norepi. They're going to start it off at like five mics a minute or something, whatever.
1: Okay. and So we can start working on getting like a, I don't know, pick your poison, an IJ or a fem line, but we can run it peripherally for now. All right. Resident
0: puts it in. Your colleague. Awesome. You have a left IJ. Um, Let's see. Where are we at? Surgery is, I'm going to see how long it takes for surgery to come down here. (laughs) Oh man, they're almost down here. Um, oh man, they're coming any second. Okay. Uh, is there anything else you would like to know on, um, exam? Any other treatments you'd like to initialize? Oh God. I know
1: I'm missing something, but, um, I'm just going to go with no at this point.
0: Okay. Um, surgery is down here.
1: What do we got? All right, uh, so we got a seventy-year-old male, uh, history of diabetes uh, and a couple other things. He came in after a fall, hit the whacked the back of his head. He's on, he has aspirin, or he's on as, a baby aspirin, but no other anticoagulants. Um, but he was complaining of fevers, chills, night sweats, etc. for a couple days before. And on our secondary survey, um, it, he looks like he probably has Fournier's gangrene, and that was consistent on the CT scan showing gas in the parent, peritoneum or Perineum, excuse me. Um, I started this. Uh, we drew basic labs. He's a lactate of like four six. A white count of twenty seven. Um, his uh, blah blah blah. What else did we do for him? Uh, we drew blood cultures. Started him on vancomycin. He's gotten twenty one hundred of fluid at this point. He could probably use another liter. And we started him on norepi um, at five mics. And we're gonna titrate to blood pressure. Um, he has a an IJ somewhere on the left or right side. I'm not sure. And then also the scalp hematoma that has been stable and not showing any signs of vascular injury or expansion.
0: All right. Go ahead and start them on some some Clinda, too, I guess. We'll take them upstairs. Okay. That ends your case. Yeah, All right. Sweet. Okay. How do you think it went? Uh, I still f- feel like I'm, I may have missed something, but I, I f- felt pretty good about that. You, yeah, there was something you missed. I'm, I'm tempted to give you a, a, I might let you win anyways though, because you did pretty good. <laughs> this is a, not an easy case. And the thing that you missed um, didn't affect like the management at all. Um, so you can't remember, you can't think of anything you might have missed because this is a classic oral boards trick, trick they're going to play on you. They're going to play this on you. It has to do with the vital signs. What were his vital signs he was, initially, at any point? Initially, he was 115,
1: 18, 110, over 75, and 99% initially. And he got a little more tacky, a little more tachypneic, a little more hypotensive, and then a little more
0: hypoxic. Okay. What is missing from that? Oh, f- <laughs> they're going to do it to you man That's what they the do temperature. Is, I yep, forgot yep, a rectal temperature during. Yeah they won't the tell you It journey. was 103.7 um, okay. They're going to hide that from you Probably, maybe not But if it's in residency they'll hide it from you for sure they're, n- they're never going to give you like, oh, the patient has a temperature of 102 on the initial vitals. Like you will never have anyone tell you that because it's too, oh, makes it I've, too easy.
1: <laughs> Let me just tell you how many times on my month of trauma, like we're stuck holding the patient in a log roll because the rectal thermometer like isn't working. Like I should have, I should have <laughs> <should've>
0: remembered this. <laughs> right. And so you missed if, if I think this case, I would consider it a win for you overall because you you, there's a lot of pitfalls in here that you sidestep pretty good. So you did a good job on this, but you got to ask for that temperature. I mean, you know, you got everything around it. Like you treated him for septic shock. You treated him, you know, for fornia, Like you didn't, it didn't affect anything at all. So I don't think it would have like necessarily hurt you. Like you still probably would have passed this case, but you didn't get a temperature. Yeah. And that was the reason I made this case. That was my first thing I wrote down. Dang I it.
1: Dang Let's see. it. see. <laughs> because I said for
0: my key my key teaching points, I had temperature in all caps. And then my other ones were um, the treatment of like Fournier's gangrene and sepsis core measures. Ugh. So okay. you did good. <laughs> um, what are what's the treatment of Fourneas gangrene?
1: Uh, it's surgical debrisement.
0: Yep, And in the meantime, like is there what sort of stuff can you start in the department?
1: Like uh, antibiotics, yeah. fluids, like th- septic workup or right. septic, whatever, whatever it's called the
0: um what types of bacteria um can cause it?
1: Uh so staph is a big one, strep. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um and then I mean those are the two big ones I think of
0: but yeah. And a lot of times it's like polymicrobial And if anyone out there is listening, correct me if I'm wrong um, A lot of times surgeons like to add in Some like anaerobic coverage as well Okay, and is that's what you Clendos did is from Yeah, yeah. like Clinda or metronidazole Or something like that um, yeah. But yeah, you're absolutely right This is a matter of calling surgery And all of that So I thought you did actually really good So for the, for the audience, in case anyone missed it What was the final diagnosis? It was
1: Fournier's gangrene
0: Yeah septic shock from four knees gangrene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Very good. The other reason I put this case in here was a couple – there's a couple reasons. Um, so I knew you were coming off trauma.
1: <laughs> so I wanted to – of you course. You threw me a
0: bone. You threw me a bone, Zach. Well, this had nothing to do with trauma, though. The hematoma was just a little hematoma. That's trauma was a red herring. He didn't have any major traumatic injuries other than a small, like, scalp hematoma or a yeah. large scalp hematoma or something that it started healing.
1: That you, you scared me about. I, I've heard of like terrible cases of people bleeding out from like a tiny scalp lack.
0: Oh, yeah. No, sure. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so
1: That's where I thought this was going the whole time. I was like, I got to keep an eye on this thing.
0: So there's a key point here, too. So like when you take your oral boards, it's never going to be because you're starting to get advanced now. So I'm having to make the case a little more difficult. And it's never like one thing if that makes sense. So you'll have a patient that comes in and it'll be like, Oh, like decreased breath sounds, you know, tracheal deviation. And then you're like, Oh, it's a pneumothorax, but there's always something else going on. It's never just like one thing. It can't be too simple. Right. There's going to be more stuff. So you just got to keep digging. That's why I tried to prep you ahead of time. Be like, stay thorough, stick to your template. And you actually got everything. I, I feel like you're, you did your full exam and you included like perineum and stuff. So that was good. Um, you got allergies, medications, medical history. I don't think you asked surgical history. I don't think you asked social history. He was a drinker, which increases uh-huh. your risk of kind of these types of infections. Um, the other reason I wanted to put this in here. So, I mean, we haven't talked in a while, but so like I work at a trauma center and you're obviously doing trauma. And I feel like a lot of times these traumas come in and the focus goes on to the trauma. And then the trauma workup will come back negative and you get this step. You, you step back and you're like, well, what? wait, why, wait, what? <laughs> and then, you know, you remember like, oh, I need an EKG and it shows a STEMI. Or you like repeat your exam and you're like, actually, I think they're having a stroke. Or you, you, you know, like an ischemic stroke or they have like a weird metabolic abnormality. And always remembering that a lot of these traumas are precipitated by a medical thing. Um, a classic example is someone who's in a car accident, right? But it's a single vehicle car accident. And so the question is why do they drive off the road? It's because they passed out because they have a long QT or, you know, whatever. That type of stuff um, It's really easy to go down the ATLS protocol, get to the end of it, ask your, your medical questions, but really focus on the trauma when actually it can primarily be a medical case. We, we have this all the time in my hospital. We put our you know, we have these like geriatric anticoagulated people, and we put them they go into a hall bed just so we can get them back. And then the question is, like, do we call trauma because they're a little confused, or do we call like a, we call them a greed, you know, like a geriatric anticoagulated type of protocol where, you know, we just rush them back to CT next and there's certain protocols that we follow. But um, I th- yeah, so I, I thought you did good on this case. But both real life and on the oral boards, the medical stuff going along with the trauma is important to keep in mind, not to fully lock down on the trauma. And then especially on the on the boards, they're never like because in the real world, they're always going to get a temp on the oral boards. They will never give you a temp if it's abnormal, you know, because this could very well be the opposite, too. What if the guy falls down outside and it's the same case, you know, he's got a hematoma on his head. He's a little bit confused and his temp comes back at like 83 because it's the middle of the winter, you know, so this can go either way. I thought you did very good on the case. I thought this case has the potential to really mislead you. Of all, everything I designed for you is intentionally designed to mislead you. And so, you know, I thought it was, there's some significant pitfalls. Like if you just went down the trauma, if you didn't do, you know, imagine if you didn't do a genital urinary exam on this guy, you just do your rectal tone, um, not getting the temp. You know, if you don't get the temp, you don't do the perineal exam. And all of a sudden you're starting to see gas on the CT and you're kind of, Probably not going to pass the case at that point. So I thought you did a very good job. You actually got it. Um, I would consider this a win for you. The I will give you some mercy on not checking the temp because I really don't think it affected what you did at all. But rem- please, just ask for the temperature anytime yeah. that they give you the vitals and they don't start off with the temperature. Just say, can I give a temperature too and a sugar? The temperature and the sugar are the two things that they you know hide from you. The critical actions was diagnosing Fournier's gangrene on exam specifically, which you did. Um, You told the family that you were concerned for Fournier's gangrene, and that was prior to obtaining a CT scan. So that was good. Um, I had down ask for the temperature, um, but I'm going to let it slide on that one. (laughs) I Um, asked him if he had fevers. Yeah, uh, exactly. There you go. And then, um, <laughs> and he said yes. Obviously, um, hitting your sepsis core measures. So for septic shock, um, and that, man, there's you could talk so much about this because this is such a big topic. But your blood cultures, your lactic acid, giving some broad spectrum antibiotics, and then 30 ml per kilogram fluid well, which you did in starting norepinephrine if they stay hypotensive. So you hit all of those. I mean, that's a huge critical action, right? Like know how to treat all the septic shock, um, treat necrotizing fasciitis. So Vank, um, and then plus or minus some anaerobic coverage. Um, the main thing was getting surgery on board early. I mean, you had surgery on board right away for uh, source control. So I think you were all over this case. I thought you did good. Just, cases will never be simple on the boards. There's always going to be multiple layers to uncover multiple adventures to go down and make sure you get the temperature with your initial vitals. If you don't hear it, ask for it and just do it right up front. You don't have to do it special. Just be like, Oh, can I get a temperature too? And then they'll be like, Oh, it's one Oh seven. You know, <laughs> you're like, Oh, here we go. oh yeah. Sure. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, that's a pass. Congratulations. Mike, I'm proud of you, man. You did it. You got yeah. it. Very good. That's not an easy case. You're getting a lot better. Man, it, you, I can tell you've been doing a lot of shifts. <laughs> can you imagine doing this when you first started a couple months ago?
1: Oh God, it, w- it would have been a, a shit show, literally. Oh,
0: and one other thing um, I will just point out to you, uh, your time was extremely low on that. You probably ran a little bit over. Okay. Um, I think I ended up stopping the clock maybe around 20 minutes. So oh, yeah, so it, I'm not going to count that against you on this because I wasn't. I didn't catch it either. It seemed like the case was moving along, but um, work on that time management. All right. Make yeah, sure that exactly. your exam is really flowing, your history, and you're you're moving forward. Uh, yeah, I think um, I just have to
1: like hammer that stuff out. The questions, not ask too many follow up questions. Well, and that's
0: the importance of practice and stuff too—is timing it, making sure that your your timing is down. So. but good job man how so tell me all right so a break for everyone that's listening that ends the case uh fournier's gangrene septic shock mimicking as a trauma um so how what rotations have you been on How's residency
1: uh so i just got done trauma this past week which is like our gauntlet of residency at least of intern year um And that felt very good to, to finish those weeks were pretty rough. Um, and now I'm on OB and it's, it's a completely different change of pace from trauma. But, um, I, what
0: what was trauma like? Like, can you be specific for people who are like, man, what is residency like? Trauma was horrible for me too. I mean, trauma was just spending all day at the hospital.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically it would be like get in at 4am, um, pre-round on the patients, run the list at, like, six. And then the whole day, you're just doing tasks uh, for the team for, like, the acute care surgery patients. So these are the, like, the Coley's, the appies, etc. cetera. Um, and then all the traumas that come in, either a level activation, which goes to our pager, or a consult, we have to see. Luckily, we had a team of NPs during the day that would manage the trauma floor patients. But if you were on call at night you added those like 40 patients to your list and then stuff would always get crazy at night and the call shifts were brutal. But I feel like such a stronger resident after doing this month. Um, It's, you know, people say, go through it and they're like, why do we have to do this? This is like ridiculous, but it really shows like, I feel a lot more confident with my skills in these situations. Do you have to do it every
0: year or is it just this one year?
1: Uh, So I think we have trauma every year, but this is like, from what I understand, the the gauntlet year, yeah, um, just because yeah. it's in, intern trauma, and we're you know we're rotating with other surgery residents, and um, it's not like catered towards us, you know, we're managing surgical issues and doing that kind of stuff.
0: But Very good, man. Yeah, no, it's, uh, trauma is crazy. It's one of those, I agree with you. It's one of those rotations where you finish it and you feel, you feel stronger because you see so much crazy stuff that you just figure out how to manage and it's busy because you're juggling so many patients. I think trauma rotation tends to be one of the harder rotations of emergency medicine, uh, residency, just cause it's a surgery. It's like basically like you're a surgery resident in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That, instead yeah, of an emergency medicine
0: resident doing shift work, you know? Um, yeah. you, all right. So, for <laughs> you got shot, man! You got shot. <laughs> so you have to tell me. You have to tell everyone this story because I died when you told me this. I can't believe. Oh, it. I was like, I, Mike is lucky to be alive. <laughs>
1: All right. It's, so this this is ridiculous. Um, I work at the beginning of trauma. I worked the first twelve days, and then I had a golden weekend, um, and then so that golden weekend. I worked that Friday and then I was off. That Friday was uncanny. We had like three gunshot wounds coming to the bay, um, so that was that was very weird. And that was on my mind that day. So I was walking. About to this... be a
0: fourth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Keep going.
1: laughs> so so I'm walking at night, just enjoying the fresh air, just enjoying my freedom for the weekend. And uh, I'm on a again in Center City, a great place on a dark street, and a car rolls up to me, rolls their window down. I hear a couple loud pops. I feel an excruciating pain in my leg. I should <laughs> drop to the ground. Um, and then the car, you know, burns rubber and flies off. And I'm just like, holy hell. I put my hand on my leg and it's covered in fluid. And I'm just like, shit. Like, I, I was just <laughs> shot. So Things, I'm, are I'm holding- back.
0: Things are going black. Things I'm dying. It's, <laughs> it's in <behind> to my family.
1: <laughs> so I'm holding pressure on my leg. I use my other phone, my other hand to call nine one one. I'm on the phone with nine one one. People are running over because they're like, "What the what the hell just happened?" And it's dark, so I can't see anything. And someone runs over and uses their phone flashlight. And I, I looked down at my leg, and it's not blood. It's it's blue. It's blue paint that is on my leg. I was the victim of a paintball drive-by <laughs> shooting, and I thought I was there dying on the streets.
0: Oh my god, it's so good You're like pulling the tourniquet out of your backpack You're like,
1: hey, stop the only thing I could think That's of awesome. I was like, who's on call right now? Oh my god, I'm going to the bay My Finger's gonna like go to places I don't weekend. want it <laughs>
0: This couldn't happen when I was working
1: It's uh, <laughs> so golden had weekend to, like, and I'm
0: gonna die
1: Gunshot they- yeah, they, and I was on the phone with 911 for this whole thing, so they heard this all go down, and the operator was actually laughing at me and asked <laughs> if I still wanted the paramedic to come anyways. Emotional <laughs> so like trauma. Those little, yeah, exactly.
0: Good. Well, but, I'm glad you're all right. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm glad it wasn't like a real bullet. <laughs> yeah, I know. But man, paintball guns hurt. I, I used to play when I was a kid, but it's yeah, been a while. Too.
0: It like it oh, actually painful. dropped
1: me to the ground.
0: Well, especially not if you, you know you're not geared up, you're not expecting it. <laughs> like, <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> so good. Yeah, uh, attending. So I'll I'll jump over to my end. Like attending hood is pretty good for everyone that's out there, and they're like looking through. Like, all right, so there's med school, and then there's residency. There's attending. Attending hood is a lot better than residency. I'm just gonna throw it out there. It's a lot, I like it. I think it's really good. Um, you don't have to work quite as crazily so you don't work constantly you get paid more although i will say that like the money you don't necessarily feel as much like i don't know i f- they did a study where they said that um like once you hit i think you make like seventy thousand dollars a year like there's no increase in happiness by making more i can totally see that being true because i still do the same things i always did like i just come home and play runescape you know ten dollars a month mm-hmm. for a member subscription and drink my Kroger soda you know so I don't know my money is just going to loans basically (laughs) but um no attending hood's a lot better it's really nice because you get to make decisions like instead of always having to like answer to somebody else you get to just decide which is like super nice and especially when you've gone through like good training and you feel ready like it's nice to be able to kind of fly on your own a little bit and make some tough calls With that said, it's very hard. There's a lot of responsibility to that, and there's a lot – you'll second-guess yourself a lot because there's a lot of, like, really hard situations that you don't learn about in residency. And I can't go into, like, the specifics, obviously, but just weird, like, you know, it's all this stuff. Like, what if the cops come in and they want to get all the information from a shooting or something? Like, can you tell them? What if, you know, someone's trying to elope from the – you know, like, all these just weird, like, unique scenarios. Um, So, yeah, it's, it's a good time. It's a good time. Um, but that's how it's going on my end. And then there's the baby that you guys probably heard crying during this thing. I tried to soothe him. I was holding it like on my chest, like rocking him, so you might actually be able to hear him breathing into the mic.
1: <laughs> Dude, you did a pretty good job. He was pretty yeah. quiet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well now he's super asleep, so we're good now, of course. Of course he's like wide awake. Well oh, you know, and sorry if there's not as many voices this time because I was worried that the voices would freak him out and wake him back up. <laughs> so I was trying to just talk very calm. <laughs> Get through, get through, get through the case before he wakes up and starts screaming.
1: <laughs> I was wondering where your your multiple personalities were. Yeah, no, I had my the favorite mu- part of these cases. Well,
0: I was definitely getting ready to do the multiple personalities, but even just talking at the beginning, and he like woke up and started crying. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm babysitting <laughs> today. It's, I'm yeah, on he duty.
1: Can, he needs dad voice. That's the only voice.
0: <laughs> it's traumatic. <laughs> it's like, what is this sound? Anyways, well, um, I think that wraps it up for, let's see. So it's this is November 1st that we're putting this out. So it's good catching up with you, Mike. I'm glad residency's going good. What are you on now?
1: Thanks, man. Uh, OB, that o b g y n gyn life, catching oh, babies. Oh, man,
0: this is going to be good. All right, how can I use this to, against you here? Um, all right, sweet. Send us an email, <laughs> any comments or questions on these cases. We appreciate any feedback. For example, the last case, some of the feedback on like the age of the patient and testicular torsion, um, is what did we look it up? We looked it up Mike. It's like the record. The
1: Yeah. I think the oldest reported case that I was able to find the literature was like 63 and the patient was 65. So a little bit of a stretch, but
0: you know but I will also there. say this, I have a counter, I have a counter to that, Dr. Estefan, oh, yeah. new onset, first diagnosis, kidney stones, how often does that happen in a 65 year old?
1: Uh, dude, I don't know, Rarely. lay it on me, drop the mouth Rarely.
0: It, it's, Rarely. Rare, it's a red flag, let that be a red flag for you. If someone okay. comes in with a kidney stone, they don't have a history and they're like 100, it's not the kidney stone. Okay. <laughs> it's something else that's bad. No, but, um, yeah, no, you, yeah, yeah, okay. I was trying to, like, come up with this case where they could have, like, a triple A and they could maybe have a torsion or a kidney. Now I was trying to pick, like, a magic number. And it had to be the age of a possible hospital, like, CEO. I think that was the CEO one, wasn't it? Yeah. So, but, yeah, if you guys have any, like, comments, questions, shoot us an email. So, um, Z-A-C-K at EMClerkship.com. Sweet, man. So, yeah, we look forward to hearing from you guys. Um, until next month, keep working hard. Keep studying and be sure to enjoy your shift.